Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast with your host, James Woodham, giving you the best tips on achieving the perfect renovation whilst making it as fun, safe, and as cost-effective as possible by hearing from experts in the industry and people that have been through the experience themselves. Let me introduce your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Hello, my name is James, and welcome to another episode of the Property Renovation Podcast. This is episode 40. I cannot believe that we've got to 40 so quickly. Um, But today I am bringing you another homeowner experience. I had the great pleasure of speaking with Mark and Samina, who decided to buy an Edwardian property um, in Ilford, which is a place in between London and Essex in the UK. The property needed needed to be completely uh, renovated, a lot of extensive work that needed to be done, and it was really interesting to hear their journey and uh, what they wouldn't do again and what they would do. Um, and I look forward to lis- uh, seeing the final completion of it as well. Um, but, but just before I put you through to the episode, I do want to mention that our Facebook uh, group is fast, gr- fastly growing. And uh, I do welcome you to come into there because there are uh, lots of information, lots of discussions uh, that we are um, uh, asking. And there's other um, valuable information that we don't necessarily put onto the podcast. So um, pop in there. Uh, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the property renovation podcast. And um, yeah, I'll put you through to the episode. Enjoy. So um, welcome, Mark and Samina, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for coming on and um, wanted to talk to us about your project. Um, so I thought I'd just uh, kick straight off with the questions, really. Um, with all uh, the modern and new builds going up around London everywhere, can you just tell us um, why you chose an Edwardian home and what's so special about it? Um, so we're both quite strong fans of kind of period homes i think their character the kind of vintage look and you know i think those houses really were built to last Mm. and um you know despite mass construction and houses going up everywhere we both felt that you know extra care was put into building houses in the late victorian and um, edwardian era so Mm. that's kind of what we were both quite keen to get our hands on from the outset i think yeah, I think you're completely right there, actually. They used to build – they don't build houses like they used to use. No, do they? exactly, exactly. <laughs> All those partition walls, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about, like, your planning, your preparation to renovate the property. How long were you planning to renovate before you committed to the project well, we, we got stuck in uh, pretty much uh, straight away everywhere. Uh, I mean, the, the first things first, we had the plan to sort of uh, the uh, the essentials first. So uh, the next day uh, after getting the keys, we had a roofer in to make sure that the house was fully waterproofed. And shortly after that, an electrician came in and we got the fuse box sorted out because that was more than 40 years old. And, and we just thought, well, it made economic sense really to get him in and installing extra uh, electric points around the house because as you can imagine the the, the edwardian houses uh, were, were very little and we've 
bought a property that uh, needs a lot of work on it. So mm-hmm. it, it just made sense to get him in and, and do the whole lot. Yeah, it's, it's always scary having a look at those consumer units and like the, the old fuse boards, you remember where they had just the, the you know, the single wires in the fuses um, that you could replace uh, quite easily and then tie them back up again. That was a nightmare. But yeah. uh, it wasn't, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot safer now, thank God. Um, cool, good. Um, and like, just to, to go off uh, a little bit with the, the whole installation of the consumer unit and everything, what? How long did that process take? It wasn't long at all. I mean, we had it again. We did some sort of research on the internet, and I think that's another key thing to, to tell people is that you know really take your time looking over tradesmen. We we saw a lot of reviews from this guy who, funny enough, just lives around uh, uh, the corner from. Mm. Uh, Samina's parents in Leytonstone but he came in he's, he did a great job and uh, we know full well that we've got someone to count on if there's going to be electrical issues in the future that he's he, and and also he knows the house as well yeah. mm. he was actually recommended by um, a colleague of mine a colleague and friend of mine okay. so he sort of decided to check him out so I would say um, you know trust the advice of kind of friends and family who've had the experience of tradespeople before and you know listen to their recommendations um you know I'd, so i would say that because we've done that every time and that, that's sort of yeah. worked out quite well for us yeah i mean i know that you didn't uh, just use professionals to to do the renovation because you got stuck in yourselves as well so um and did you end up asking like friends and family to help out like tell us the experience about that yeah, so um, we we did get some professionals in to do the essentials, um, as we're not really experienced in, in sort of doing stuff like that beyond kind of watching home renovation shows on the television. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and actually some of those serve as quite a stark warning where a lot of people take on uh, sort of big projects and then find themselves like fish out of water so we we made sure we got in professionals for the things that were beyond our kind of competence level Mm. other than that yeah we were really keen to kind of make it our project and put our own stamp on it so we knew from the outset that mark and i wanted to do all the painting ourselves um and we've also been quite lucky we've managed to sort of rope in mark's father my father-in-law to sort of come along and help as well so so that's been great really it's been a sort of family project i guess I, th- I think it's it, it's also a lot more fun when you can put like get your own hands dirty and uh, yes look back exactly. at it yeah well you're you're claiming the house as your own i think it's uh, it's a little bit like a cat you know and it's territory <laughs> you know sort of thing you know so it's 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 going around the areas i mean and this is what we're doing which and also we're, we're we're freshly married as well so we're building our first home together so it's, it's a fantastic experience for good. both of us to actually get stuck in yeah some good memories there absolutely um, would you say that, um, I mean, from, from my experience, homeowners do uh, try to take on maybe a little bit too much than they can handle uh, rather than getting the professionals in? What's your, what's your opinion on that? I think it all depends on the, on the house and the project. I mean, I think we've had a, quite a fine balance. Yeah. 
Uh, I think if looking back, we may have done things a little bit differently in terms of the order. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I mean, I think actually, you know, start at the top of the house and work down is a, is a very good piece of advice I got, but that advice was halfway through into the renovation. <laughs> um, so because I, I was sort of, uh, you know, fixated isn't actually a too strong word in, in getting the, the, the front room sorted out. So we just had a, a, a place to actually either watch TV or chill out and, and also get the, get the bedroom done but i think actually looking back on it mm. probably we'd, we'd have started at the top and then worked our way down at the bottom because mm. you know, it's practical reasons as well you know building work is dusty there is dust everywhere in the house and you can't escape it you know mm-hmm. yeah people underestimate that sometimes yeah i was just going to say i think also cost is a is a factor of course when you're trying to determine the balance between taking on work yourself and and handing stuff over to professionals so i think you know, if you're looking to be a bit thrifty, um, it's, you know, quite a fun thing to kind of take on yourself within reason mm. and kind of put your own stamp on it, as we said before. Yeah, 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 true. Okay, um, so what was the first step of the remodeling process? Like, did you hi- go through a stage of hiring any architects, designers? What was the whole situation about that? We didn't, we've, we've both pretty got much of a sixth sense on actually what we like. And, uh, you know, the internet is obviously uh, the, the biggest source of our inspiration. We've been going on Instagram and Pinterest and, you know, there hasn't been any sort of real major disagreement on, on what we want for the house sort of going forward or the big choices. You know, we do have a sort of a, a private veto. If so, if someone, someone really doesn't like something uh, then we don't go ahead with it um so actually that does force you to sort of take a look at it uh, have a little bit of compromise uh but actually when it when it comes down to it i think we've both sometimes we've walked into a shop and saw the same bit of furniture and thought yeah that'll do for the house you know so uh, i know taste can sometimes uh, differ in in some couples in certain sections but we you know we are very very lucky in terms of our our, mm. our home sense yeah, I mean, you could spend absolute hours in in shops that have old furniture and have a good look around. Yeah. You know, it's it's always inspiring to 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 actually Definitely. go to you know, shops like that. And there's not too many of them these days, which is a shame. No, not in London anyway. No, we were in Brighton a few weeks ago to, mm. to meet some family for Sunday dinner, and we popped into sort of town there. And there's lots of kind of old vintage and kind of antique furniture shops there um but in london they're, they're few and far between and if you find them they're they're um really expensive yeah 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 but yeah no it's, it's a good it's a great source of inspiration um and we kind of we like that kind of vintage period kind of style anyway yeah. um so most of our inspiration really has been more from the internet and our own kind of um i guess sense uh kind of kind of decorative sense rather than kind of hiring in any kind of professional architects or anything okay so come then tell the truth how many hours did you spend on pinterest and instagram <laughs> we're on it every day <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so addictive yeah it, it is addictive that is yeah. the exact word and, you know there is not a day i don't think that's gone by since we've since we've uh, got the keys to the house where we haven't had a serious look at instagram that's probably really sad to admit actually but it's true it's a never-ending source of think you know uh you know will this go will that go that's a nice color and you know 
um it, it it's it's been great we've been just we sort of you know we've gone sort of uh head and feet first yeah. so to speak into it and we've we, we you know uh, the the, the, the yeah. boredom hasn't worn off at all actually but it's so useful we found so many kind of tradespeople through it we found kind of furniture through it where you know someone will post a picture of i don't know a table mm. and sort of gone on and said oh would you mind telling me where you got that from? They'll tell you exactly where they got it from. We've gone on and all the same thing. So kind of, you know, it's so great for kind of finding key pieces and information and kind of, you know, people even. It's it's such a good resource. So I'd urge anybody to kind of tap into that if if they haven't, because it's such a huge source of information and inspiration. I was just about to say, like you you just mentioned, you found tradesmen on uh, social media platforms. I mean, um, I know that happens, uh, but I've never heard of someone hiring someone from there. Yeah. And um, do you think it's the new way of finding people? I think it's certainly, um, it helps, I think, build a bit of trust and transparency between the tradesperson and the client, mm. where before you may just go on the internet or, or kind of pick up the phone directory and find someone mm. and ask them to come around and, and give you a quote. What social media does is it actually enables the tradesperson to showcase their work. So if they're regularly posting photos of the work that they've done, you can see that and you can you can make a judgment call as to whether you think that's good or not. And you can hire them based on their kind of visible portfolio rather than just word of mouth or kind of taking their word for it. And similarly, because they know that their work is available for anybody to go and see they i think are more likely to to be kind of more kind of trustworthy because they know that anybody can go on and see and kind of you know um hold you to account if the work that they then do isn't up to standard so i think i think certainly it's it's definitely um more of a kind of uh platform which enables trustworthiness and transparency so perhaps it could be the way forward yeah i'd certainly encourage any um builders and other tradesmen to go onto social media and start videoing themselves and their work i think it's great yes definitely Definitely. good um so how much research did you do before choosing products i think we've pretty much answered that one um but uh did you choose uh did you research um did you research how much renovation was it likely to cost so did you think about okay I've got this budget, this is going to work, or did it just go out of the water? Well, we had an initial budget prepared when we moved in, um, but I can tell you now what was written on that paper 10 months ago is very different from what actually <laughs> happened. Um, certainly looking back on it and, and certainly what we did have is a contingency um, for the projects, and I would probably recommend to anyone else that is going to be considering getting involved in home renovation is probably have about 30% because you you never know what's going to happen. You know, we've held back on some things and also we've reprioritized due to not realizing sort of how much things actually cost. You know, we did get a quote for windows for the entire house. Mm -hmm. um, And it was a lot, lot more than I expected. Um, and, And, you know, sometimes, you know, you do a budget and you are sticking your, your finger up in the air into the wind. Yeah. So, there's there's you know a bit of a reality check sometimes and you you have to think to yourself what is good for the house what are you going to be doing every day in the house is that really needed and you have to be tough with yourself yeah um so you know there were things that were more expensive um in certain things so those projects have been deferred you know so i think we've both found that you you really have to be flexible in these situations definitely 
I was going to say, did you? Was there anything in particular that you've sacrificed on uh, not being able to have right now? <laughs> the windows, probably. Yeah, yeah the, win- the, windows. the windows, probably. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, we really want to get it restored to um like it was when it was built in 1903 and, and we want the wooden sash windows and we want the you know the front of the house has been painted actually all that not that recently as well actually um and i want it back to brick yeah. uh you know we're, we're going full circle we had pebble dash in the 80s and stone cladding and mm. all of those sort of horrors and now but actually people i think with their victorian houses are thinking right let's let's get under the underneath that pebble dash mm. and let's bring it back yeah. to the former glory so mm. things like that are nice to have but they're not integral to actually living in the house so you have yeah. to be you know hard with yourself and say i'm sorry that's going to be for another day yeah yeah it also depends like with the windows it depends on when you're starting your project as well and whether that's going to fall over the winter is it going to have an effect as well because sometimes that's that is something you have to consider i guess yeah no exactly that um but i think the the biggest reason for deferral there was was certainly the cost because yeah for the same price we we're pretty much renovating the entire interior of the house so it just kind of made logical sense yeah uh reprioritize that money towards doing the interior and then working on kind of windows and the exteriors afterwards um yeah good okay um so tell us the best thing that happened on during the renovation um i'd say that the the most kind of exciting thing really is is sort of seeing the rooms that we've decorated then come to life Mm. um you know i think personally for me the kind of the the sort of amazing wooden floors that we found underneath kind of decades of mouldy carpet. Um, you know, you looked at that, you found these floors, you get them redone and it's sort of restoring it's back to its former glory, um, you know, and giving that house real character. Mm. Um, so, you know, that was, that was the best thing. I think, um, the worst thing certainly was, uh, although it was funny at the time, um, well, it's funny since it wasn't that funny at the time, was um, when part of the dining room ceiling fell through uh, due to a botched job that the uh, uh, someone had previously done when the chimney breast was removed around 30 years ago. Right. That was, um, that was the worst part, but it certainly does make us laugh now. Yeah, we did. We did. Basically, uh, I, I went into the dining room and Tamina went into the bedroom. We both took a photo of each other, uh, mm-hmm. looking looking through the floor and ceiling, respectively. And it did make us laugh. But to be honest, you you have to in those situations. Otherwise, you can let things like that get on top of you. Yeah. So, you know, we took we took a photo, had a laugh about it. Well, since mm-hmm. uh, and then, just on, then just got on with repairing it. Was you was you underneath it when it fell down? Uh, no, we weren't. We basically what happened was the the the, the concrete uh, infill in the floor in the. Right. In the half and the chimney breast there was nothing supporting that underneath so when the workman took the concrete out mm. it just fell oh, through the, the the ceiling and the plaster i um, don't think it, we were actually in the house we weren't we just popped out to be in queues and we came back and there was a great big hole in our tiny <laughs> exactly other diy uh, manufacturers are obviously available uh, yeah, <laughs> so we um we uh, yeah, so we came back and it had fell on full. And, and, and to be honest, there's no time to, to get angry. There's no time to get frustrated. You just have to say, right, how do we solve this? Yeah. Uh, and actually, it, it's worked out okay. Yes. And that's precisely why you need to build in a contingency in terms of kind of money, but also kind of time and plans, because mm. 
And, you know, you should expect the unexpected, really, when it comes to tackling a big house project like this. Yeah, I think it's... But, yeah, especially if you've got, a, you know, a very old property. Yeah, it's completely underestimated. I mean, to hear sometimes that um, when I speak to builders and they've been asked to quote on a project, and it's it's quite an extensive project like yours, um, but they're being given uh, a very short time to do it in. Yeah. Um, and it's just not realistic, you know? No, no. And especially if, you know, if, if you're kind of working on it yourselves and you've got full-time jobs as well. Yeah. So you're kind of trying to fit in doing all this work in, in your spare time, really, and in evenings and weekends. And, you know, you, you, it will end up taking longer than yeah. you than you initially planned. So you need to build in time for that. Um, was it difficult to find a building company? I mean, I know you mentioned that you found one on social media, but... Um, talk about how you found them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, unless we've been really unlucky, I found a lot of tradesmen uh, unreliable. And I'm sure that's not reflective of the whole sector. Hmm. Um, but we've had people that uh, we've asked to turn up and quote. We've arranged the time, the day, and they don't, we don't hear from them again. They yeah. don't even bother to turn up. Um, so, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about on earlier with Instagram, you know, mm. these guys are putting themselves out online. They're confident of their work. They're, they want to, they're proud enough that they can show it off in front of, uh, people that are watching online. Uh, so we were, so we, we did purposely sort of go down that route rather than sort of hitting the phones. Uh, and we've been very lucky, uh, Brian from flat boys, you know, we got him from Instagram, uh, and he's been a real find, a real find for us. Brilliant. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the images. They're they're fantastic on your Instagram page, actually. Mm. Um, no, I I I agree with you. I cannot understand um, building companies that just don't turn up. It's a bit weird. Um, yeah. At least provide an explanation. I think. Yeah, I mean, if they you know if they if they uh, press for time or they literally don't fancy the project, just tell us. You know, we've you know we, we we've got slightly thicker skin. If they if they don't want to plaster the the walls in our house, then fine. We'll somewhere we'll find somewhere else that can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so do, 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 I'm just looking at the questions because you're you're going faster than me. You've answered a few more. Um, <laughs> what was the biggest challenge that you faced during the project? Do you think? Um, I, I think it has to be, uh, money really. Um, you know, it it kind of, it does dictate how quickly you can do things and kind of what the end result of your project is going to look like. Um, Mm. as well as kind of, you know, the, the kind of quality of things that you can afford to purchase. Um, you know, we, we still haven't finished our house yet. Um, but we've been lucky that, uh, my parents are very generously letting us stay whilst we're renovating the house. Mm. So we're not living in a building site, but, but, um, you know, and, and we're quite lucky in that respect. I appreciate not everybody's in that position. Um, but yeah, I think, I think certainly money, um, as we've said, you know, we had a budget, we, 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 you know, kept some contingency aside. We've been making some, you know, good, flexible kind of reprioritizations, repri- but even so, you know, that it's the one thing that you, that, um, you know, at the moment we're spending more money than we ever have in our <laughs> lives. And it's just kind of keeping that in check and keeping budgets balanced, really. Yeah. How long's left? Um, so I think at, at the moment we're just in the process of getting our bathroom done. Okay. And that's kind of the last stage of the kind of first stage of renovation. So mm. once that's done, we can definitely move in full time. Um, and then after that, there's a sort of 
second stage where we may try and tackle the windows and the exterior third stage at some point in the future perhaps loft extension something like that but in terms of the kind of first stage i'd say maybe about another month or so to go okay i would have thought so and i think there's a sudden realization when you walk around the house and you uh you know you're thinking about the future and family and other other things and it, it hits you that it's it's never finished yeah there'll always be a job there'll always be something because you'll go full circle and, and do the same job again than you did when you moved into the house it's like the humber bridge you know you keep painting until 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 you drop but that house that you're going to be living in has got tons of stories behind it and i think that's one of the best things you know yeah. um if you had to do it all over again what would you do differently uh, I think what we do is you plan for milestones because at the start, I think, right, we've got to be in before Christmas. And then it was, right, we've got to be in before the end of January and then February. And then, so actually, you're on the road to permanent disappointment there. Mm. So, so, what you need to do is just have a plan and saying, right, okay, we're going to go through these certain stages, but we're not going to put a time limit on it. We're going to actually do the job uh, to, the, to the best that we want it done. Uh, and then we'll move on to the next milestone. And I think that's a better way of approaching uh, any sort of project. Good. And any other tips for a renovation beginner, someone that's going to do the same thing? I think really, really, I think the biggest kind of thing is to expect the unexpected, you know, <clears throat> plan thoroughly. Don't let the bad days grind you down, but, you know, continue to persevere, prioritise, reprioritise if necessary, yeah. you know, and then and just persevere because the finished product will kind of more than make up for it. But, you know, don't get downtrodden by kind of things not going to plan or, or you know, things going a bit wrong. Mm. Just be prepared to be flexible and, in, you know, in your expectations. And, um, yeah, just, just keep on persevering until you reach that end goal and it will, it will definitely be worth it. Yeah, because sometimes it will be a slog and you'll, you'll be up a ladder on a wall and you've been painting for three hours and you're questioning your sanity. Mm. But actually, once it's all finished and you can take a step back, you can look back at what you've created and it's something special. That's fantastic. Really good. Really, really good. Um, thank you very much, guys. I just want to finish off by asking. Um, we've been doing the Property Renovation podcast since June last year. I know that you've actually listened to a few episodes, but I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think about what we're trying to do here? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think it's a really, really excellent thing, actually, because I think particularly if you are brand new to this game, you've never kind of renovated before, you really don't know anybody that has, um, it's a really, really good way of reaching out to people that may sort of be in a quandary, may be stuck, may have questions, and also just might want a bit of inspiration and might want to hear from people that have been through it and have been through those experiences and might have those tips. So I think it's a great way of sort of spreading that message and, and getting that advice and information out there. I, I agree. I mean, you know, if you're any... Uh, I, I would have loved to have had you know lots of friends that have done previous renovations in the same style because we would we would have listened to them on podcasts or something and just you know soaked up like a sponge uh, the, the information that they're giving out. So mm-hmm. anything that actually helps the sort of renovation community uh, because it, it means they're going to save time and they're going to save money as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we will continue to do it. Um, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. Um, uh, it's been a great uh, pleasure and uh, it's been a great episode as well so I can't wait to let this go live thank you 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Just before you go, we wanted to let you know that the Akiva Toolkit has now launched. What's that, you might say? Well, it's 10 documents that you can go and download for a very small fee, and then it will enable you to bring your project in on time and on budget. We've put these together to make sure it's as simple as it can be. And in return, you will feel supercharged, super confident in managing your project, your self-build, your renovation, anything yourself. They've all been put together by people that have been in the industry for many, many years. And as soon as you download it, you're then in the basket for any updates, any new documents that are issued throughout the time. We will be reviewing it over time and time to get it better and better and better. We would only be able to do that by hearing from yourself. So please leave us any feedback. If you think it's for you or you think this could benefit someone else, that you might know, then please share it. You can go to akivatoolkit.com to find out more information. Thank you very much.